What's going on, everyone? I'm Mackenzie Ingram. This is Everything In Between. And in this episode, I'm going to answer some questions. So as I mentioned on Everything In Between Instagram and my personal, this is the last episode of season three. We're going to cut an episode short because I have an exciting announcement that I'm going to make on May 1st, which is on Sunday. So make sure you stay tuned because you're not going to want to miss it. Um, but as every season, I always do a Q&A. So I figured why not end season three with a Q&A? Um, I only got a couple of questions, which is completely fine, and I'm going to answer them, and then we're going to wrap season three up and head into season four. I'm so excited. Okay, so the first question I got is, what is your key to remaining consistent? I love that, um, because for me, I wasn't always consistent, but the biggest key for me was developing a routine. Some people might be like, Oh, you need a routine to get closer to God. Like you don't really help blah, 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 blah. Sometimes in order to create healthy habits, you have to create healthy routines. And so for me, I had to create a routine that I did every single day, which was I wake up, I pray. I That's the first thing I do when I wake up is pray. And then I always try to follow that with doing a devotional from the Bible app or from a book that I'm reading, whatever, whatever that looks like. And then... I always try to take some point in the day and devote it to God. So whether that's me driving in the car with no music on and I'm just praying to him or I'm driving in the car or at home listening to worship music, I put on a podcast, I watch a sermon or I just read the Bible. Those were like my everyday things that I did for a while until it just became who I was because the more you grow with God, the more you're going to realize how good he is, which you're going to just continue to fall more in love with him to where you're going to want to spend time with him. Because let's be honest, there are going to be days where you don't want to spend time with him. You don't want to spend time in prayer. You don't want to spend time reading your Bible. And that's okay. Like that is human nature. We are all humans. That is okay. But to remain consistent in in your faith and in growing with him, you need to create a routine that works for you. Your routine might be different than mine, or you can take little things that I've done. But that is what worked best for me in developing a consistent um, relationship with God. Because like I said before, I would be all about God and then not. And then really like want to read the Bible and then not want to read the Bible. So it was developing something that I did every single day, no matter how I felt, even if that meant I was pushing myself to do it, or I was doing it with maybe like a little bit of an attitude. I did it. And now it's in every day, like, oh, you like crave to spend time with him. So developing a healthy um, and maintainable, sustainable routine for you. Next question is, I love this question so much. Um, She said, can you talk about finding your purpose? I recently graduated college and am struggling on the next steps and calling of my life. Curious to hear your thoughts. So I first want to say to you that you are not alone. I think throughout our life forever, we will always be trying to figure it out. Um, In the sense of figuring out your purpose, obviously, I'm going to, I can't speak exactly to you and what your purpose is, because I don't know. But for me, I realized that I had to just kind of go for things. Like if, if I didn't receive a direct no from God, um, 
I just tried it and I went for it. Even if it was like a little scary or even if it maybe like made me a little antsy, you're not going to really know your purpose or really what God has called you to do until you step out in faith into things. Now, in order to receive that, like, so I say that, but also be smart because as I said, unless I didn't receive a direct no from God, I went for it. But in order to receive a direct no from God, that means that I spent time with him and prayed to him about everything that I was trying to do. So I want to encourage you to spend a lot of time in prayer and also just continue to seek him. You're you're on the right path because you're curious and you are just based off your question leading with God in mind. And so no matter what you choose to do, if you lead with God, he will redirect you, even if it's wrong, or you might land something and it might be right. I'm four years post-grad and I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do. I've done internships. I've taken jobs. I've done things on my own. Like I'm still in this world of figuring out what my purpose is. So I can't give you like the direct do do this, that, and the other, which I don't think anyone can because we're all different. We all have different stories. But I think the biggest piece of advice I can give to you is to pray, to continue to see God. And if there is something that you are beyond passionate about and an, and it's a desire that you've had for many years, try it, go for it, because I guarantee you that's from God. I hope that helps. Um, but just know that I'm in that journey as well as so many other people. And um, I think, oh, that's what I want to say. I think the overall purpose in life is to grow closer to God and to bring people closer to him. And so as you're doing that and you're seeking him, he's going to direct you into the exact thing that you're supposed to be doing. Just keep seeking him, pray about it and just go for it, girl. Like just go for it. Next question is what is your biggest aspiration in life? So this is like super cliche, um, but I want to be a wife and a mom. Like Speaking of like trial and error and things I'm figuring out, just what I want to do in life, I have found that there are certain things that I like and certain things that I don't like. So now I'm navigating like what job I want to do or what profession I want to um, try. But my biggest aspiration overall, like I have such a strong and deep desire to be somebody's wife and I cannot wait until I become one. Um, and then carry on with them to create a family. Those that it that is it. I know that's like really girl, that's everyone's answer, but consider me everyone. How hard is it for you to date as a Christian lady? It's difficult because not everybody, not every guy that says he is a Christian is Christ like. So I was listening to this um podcast. And he said that he was like, just because someone calls himself a Christian does not mean they are Christ-like. For me, I call myself a Christian and I truly feel that I walk a very Christ-like life. And so finding other men to call themselves Christian who also walk a very Christ-like life is very difficult to find because a lot of guys will call themselves Christian, but won't be bearing any fruit of that. And for me, someone who calls herself a Christian and does bear fruit, or at least try to bear fruit, Um, I don't want a man that is not doing the same. I don't want a man that is going to say he loves God, but his life doesn't show that. So in this day and age, especially as a Christian woman who is living very Christ-like, there are certain things that I do not support, certain things I will not do, 
certain things that I'm waiting for. Um, and there are a lot of people, a lot of guys, a lot of even Christian guys that will not, um, want the same things. So it's difficult, but I'm also not super pressed about it because I know the desire that God has given me in my heart. And I know that it's from him. And I know that he is going to provide for me a man that is going to exceed all my expectations. So it's difficult, but I'm not stressing. Um, another question is what is your favorite moment when something happened and you just knew it was God? That's a good question. Um, I think for me, my most, I guess, favorite moment or encounter I had with God was, I've talked about this before, um, after two months of just like mourning and grieving and just really like giving up, I woke up one morning and just felt completely different and at peace. And I just knew, I knew it was him because it it couldn't have been anything or anyone else because of the night before how I was like desperately crying out for him to basically save me. And I woke up on a Monday morning and he did just that. And I think for that moment, um, that'll forever be my favorite moment with him right now. Cause I think that was my biggest encounter I had with him. I've always experienced him in little ways, but that was probably the biggest moment where I was like, okay, like that was you. And there's no way it could have been anything or anyone else. So that definitely would, would probably be my favorite moment with him. How do you deal with comparison? Mm, That's a good one. Comparison is tricky. It like comes and goes for me. There are certain days or moments or times where I'll be like super confident in who I am and what I look like and what I'm doing in life. And then there'll be times where I'm like, ew. And in those times, I have to ask myself, what have I been feeding myself? So Have I been talking bad about myself and picking out every flaw about me? Have I been complaining about the season that I'm in and how I want to be so much further along? Because in that, I will fall into comparison and I will begin to look at prettier girls on Instagram and their bodies and their faces and just the life that they're living. I'll begin to compare myself to my friends and how much I feel like I'm so far behind because I'm feeding myself with all these negative things. And so sometimes I have to take a break from Instagram because that's where all comparison for me comes from. Um, And then I have to really like check myself when I begin to talk poorly about myself or when I begin to compare my my life to the people around me. Sometimes that even looks like, you know, opening up to a friend so that they can help and hold me accountable and speak life over me. Um, Or other times that's just going to God. And allowing him to change my heart posture on that and to bring me back to life. And it's just knowing that God made me to be Mackenzie Ingram and nobody else. The way that I look, how tall I am, my hair, my feet, my hand, like he made me to be Mackenzie Ingram and nobody else. And if God wanted me to have a certain job and live in a different house, like he would have given me that, but he has me exactly where I'm supposed to be. And so when it's, when you get to a point where you're content with who you are and where you are in life, falling into the trap of comparison will become more difficult. And it's also 
developing a mindset that does not let the enemy in because the enemy will come. If he knows you're already looking like, oh, she's really pretty. He's going to come in with like, oh yeah. And she's got a man and she's got a house and she's got all that money. Like you have to be very, very cautious of the enemy when he begins to attack because he will come. And if you do not have your defense up and ready to rebuke him, you will easily fall into a hole and it is really hard to get out of. So I hope that answers your question. Last question is, how do you deal with trials? So I love this because I feel like I'm currently in a trial season right now. I'm in a threshing season. Um, And I always haven't handled trial seasons very well. I used to like fold and cry and complain. But through just experience and gaining strength and endurance, I take every trial that I come across or that comes in my way. And I first thank God. I thank God for it. And I know some people are like, girl, what? That's crazy. I thank God for it because it says to do that in his word. It says that when trials come, count it all joy. So when trials come, when trials come, mean trials are going to come. Jesus does not promise us a trial free life. He does promise to walk with us through those trials. And so you can either have Jesus walk with you through trial, through those trials with an attitude or with joy. And for me, I've walked through trials with an attitude and I've walked through it with a terrible heart posture and it is not fun. It does not make it more easy and it does not make things happen any quicker. But when you walk through trials with Jesus, with joy, you begin to see the light in it and you begin to shift. And that's, that's the other part. Giving God thanks for the trial changes your heart posture. And so you can go from, why is this happening to me? to what are you trying to teach me? Because in trials, God is trying to teach us something or he's trying to get something out of us or prune us from something, whatever that looks like, count it all joy and give him thanks. And I know that's like maybe not the best answer that you wanted to hear, but it was a game changer for me. And I was able to build up certain things, a different type of strength, different perspectives, different hope, So that now when I encounter more trials, I have those good tendencies to fall on because we can easily walk through a trial with a terrible mindset. We can complain. We can have a really nasty attitude, but that's not going to do anything to prepare us for the next trial. Whereas if we walk through this trial with a good heart posture, we walk through with joy and what walking through it with joy does not necessarily mean that you're always going to be happy and you're not going to cry. Like joy is just a sense of peace, knowing that Jesus is with me. So when you do that, then you will prepare yourself for the next trials to come because there will be more to come. So, um, yeah, I handle trials with joy. It was a game changer for me. So that is it for season three. Again, Sunday, May 1st, I'm going to make the announcement, drop the announcement. I don't know, whatever you say for what season four is going to look like. I'm super, super excited. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Just thank you so much for all your love and constant support. It means so much to me. I love you guys. Season three, that is it. Let's pray out and I will talk to you guys on Sunday. 
Dear God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you so much for another incredible season, Lord. I thank you just for allowing your words to flow through me to the ears that listen or to the eyes and ears that watch this. God, you are just such a faithful God. And I just pray over your people. I pray that they have an amazing week. I pray that they continue to just seek you and lean on you in all uncertainty, in all trials, um, and also in the victories of life. I pray that you continue to guide your people, that you put your hand on them, that you just let them know that you see them, that you hear them, that you are with them, and that you give them an extra bit of confidence this week, an extra pep in their step, whatever they need in this week, Lord, I pray that you give it to them. Lord, we love you. We trust you. We thank you and we praise you. And in Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen.